Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you, Lord. You know, Faith Refreshers Conference is a conference where we open ourselves to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And allow the move of God in our midst. Amen. Amen. So even though we have all the meetings planned out. Brother Hagin said there will be a move of the Holy Ghost. That will be lost to a generation if they are not taught into it. Thank you Lord. You know yesterday. Uh, the Lord gave me an open vision. About these two issues that we prayed about. And I know. That you set your faith. Together with mine. That there will be a great manifestation. I said there will be a great manifestation. This is the weekend where you expect miracles to happen. Praise the name of the Lord. Where you expect miracles to happen. During our last faith conference, the Lord, as I was ministering, I gave a word of knowledge to Harry, right? I gave a word of knowledge to Harry. He didn't have a job then, praise God. And uh, gave him a word of knowledge and said he was going, the Lord was going to bless him with wealth and he was going to get a permanent job. In December... Uh, he was called for a particular job and that department was really not yeah and uh, he's got this job now permanently he's got a job you can step down worship him thank you guys you can have your seat he's even got a job and he's married out of the job come on I said he's married out of the job isn't God wonderful who is the next in line to get a job I didn't didn't hear that. I said, who is the next in line to get a job? Do you believe that? Praise God. Now, you know, praise the name of the Lord, that um, there are certain areas of ministry that I flow in specifically when the Lord allows me to do that. And in these three days, if your faith is in line you can receive anything you want if you want a job you can't get a job that by next faith refreshers conference we'll be pointing you that that's one of the persons who got a job during the last faith refreshers conference hallelujah you know many times uh, we must allow the Lord work in our midst amen well let me go ahead and teach tonight praise the name of the Lord so somebody will not feel well. I'm not sure pastor prepared. Hallelujah. Switch off my air conditioners. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. Let me lay foundation tonight that we're going to build, it, build on in the next two days. One of the things I'd like you to do is to put your faith on the line during these meetings. I'm actually believing God for something for myself also. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. Are you the righteous? Do you have expectations? Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. Are we going to have Faith Refreshers Conference babies? Is somebody going to say, well, this is the baby I got during Faith Refreshers Conference? I thought some people were believing God for children. Is somebody... Okay, those that don't want to give birth again are not saying amen. If your wife says amen and you are not saying amen, don't do anything tonight. 
Are you still here? <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I'm glad to see everyone. And uh, particularly, uh, we, we've got some visitors that I really want to appreciate the efforts they, they made to come here. Uh, Apostle Gideon from Abuja. Uh, and can you stand? And his lovely fiance, Miss Essien. Let's give them a hand. God bless you. He's um, one of the young people that I mentor in the ministry. And he went to, to Uyo to bring the fiance. He wanted me to see her. And uh, she fell sick. And they were in the hospital. And I, I just told Juma, just tell them not to bother to come. We'll just pray for them and they'll be fine. But they got discharged that same day and they said they were going to come. They got to the jetty. They couldn't make their boats. And they said, we will get on the local boats. I did everything to discourage them. I, I called them. I said, don't, I don't do it. Don't do it. They said, Pastor, we're coming. And they came on the local boat. Thank you so much for coming. And God bless you. Uh, and then temple. Where is temple? Let's, let's appreciate temple. Temple stand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Help him stand. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. Uh, he said he was going to come to this meeting. He was going to come and uh, alongside his friend from the school. You can sit down, sir. And uh, he got to the jetty. He had a booking for 7 a.m., but his friend didn't have a booking. And he says, I'm not going to leave her. Uh, I must come with her because <laughs> she's the one that would help me go around. And they waited for the 10 o'clock boats. There was no hope for them. And he says, Pastor, just pray for me. The Spirit bids me to come. Use King James English. And they got on the local boats to come for this meeting. That's some incredible stuff. That's some incredible. I, I just wanted you to see the effort sometimes people take to just come sit under the word. And thank you. And I know I, I'm called of God and I'm anointed of God. Your lives will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus. Can we get into the word tonight? Are you excited? Yes. Praise God. All right, let's pray. Let's get into the word. And by the way, our Jankramat Church, they are life. They are viewing life. Amen. Can we give them a hand? Let's say hello to them. The church in JK. Praise the name of the Lord. And so they're, they're all in church right now, viewing life for the next three days. So we pray the blessing of God upon them also. Amen. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. The theme that the Lord laid in my heart for the Faith Refreshers Conference is the, 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 the phrase fully persuaded. And it's taken from the life of Abraham. And so, in the course of these three days, I'm, I'm actually going to be teaching from Romans chapter 4 and verse 16 to 21. And I'm going to be sharing on the steps of faith. The steps of faith that Abraham took. And I, I really want you to pay attention because through the teaching, you will understand how faith works. First of all, I want us to go to Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 2. Isaiah 51 verse 2. 
Uh, we can start actually reading from verse 1. Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 1. It says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. It says, Look to the rock from which you were hewn. It says, those of you that seek after righteousness, those of you that seek after the Lord, he's talking about us because we're the ones who are seeking the Lord. He says, I want you to look at the rock from which you came from, from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Now, I need you to pay attention to this. Um, The Lord is saying, I want you to look at your heritage, your history. When you go to or some hospitals, they will tell you to, you know, you do some tests. They will say, oh, you've got, the, you've got a tendency for this disease because this disease is in your lineage or in your blood. That's your heritage. Now, what is it about the life of Abraham that God wants us to pick up from? Today, many of us are so conscious of curses. We're not even conscious of the spiritual heritage that we have. Now look at the verse 2. It says, look to Abraham your father. Look to Abraham your father. And to Sarah who gave birth to you in pain. When he was but one, I called him. Then I blessed him and multiplied him. Look at that. God says, I called Abraham when he was alone. And then I blessed him. And then I multiplied him. What was God trying to show us from this scripture? He was trying to tell the children of Israel how they came to be. Their heritage, their history. The covenant of blessing that they are to walk in. But what do I want you to pick from this verse today? That regardless of where you are. Just as God called Abraham alone. And blessed him and multiplied him. You have that same heritage of faith. That as you are. The blessing of God can come upon you. And if the blessing of God is upon you. The only trajectory your life would go. Is multiplication. That's the rock you came from. You did not come from where. Things reduce. You did not come from where things go bad. No. We have only one pathway for our life. It's the pathway of the blessing. He says, look at that. I called him alone. There's some of you in this conference. When you look at your natural heritage, there's nothing to write home about. But this scripture is for you. That today, the Lord can place a call on your life. And if you yield to the Lord, he would bless you and he will multiply you. Hallelujah. Now, how did Abraham get into this position? That's what we're going to be looking at now. How did Abraham get to the man who was barren, had no child? His father, in fact, the Bible history has it that Abraham's father was worshipping many gods. Had up to maybe 12 gods. How did he come from that heritage and became the father of faith? That his body could no longer produce and he had a child. How did that happen? What steps did he take? What mindset? 
Because if God wants to do something in your life, he's got to change something in you first so that that word will come to pass. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 4, which is our key text, verse 16 to 21. So, we're going to read it, and I'm going to stay in the first and the second verse tonight. Go to Romans chapter 4. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. I didn't hear that. Say amen if you're here. All right. So, Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. And I'm going to read up to verse 21. And I'm going to teach two verses every night. So you've got to follow so you can understand where the message is coming from. I want to show you how your life can literally turn around. Just as it did for Abraham. You can move from barrenness to fruitfulness. You can move from being a nobody to becoming a somebody. By the power of faith. And you don't need any external help. Just faith in God. And God will know who to position to get things for you. Hallelujah. Are you still here? We're not teaching about destiny helpers here. We're talking about where the Holy Spirit becomes your advantage. When you look at your life and they say, which advantage do you have in the natural? You say, I might not have a natural advantage. But you don't know one called the Holy Ghost. He lives on the inside of me. And the one that lives on the inside of me is bigger than anyone that's in the world. Which means that there is no limitation you cannot surmount. Don't ever think of your life that you'll be small. You don't have that history. You don't have that heritage. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. He says, for this reason... It is by faith in order that it might be according with grace. So that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants. Not only to those who are of the Lord. He says the promises that God made to Abraham is not only to those who are of the Lord. That means that it is not only to those who are the natural Jewish uh, heritage. You know, uh, we, we have, and you've read many books. The, the average Jewish man does not think poor. You see how, permit me to use the word, you see how Israel, in the natural, is surrounded by many nations that they are at war with. Hello? But you know, Israel is a very defiant nation. Have you heard their prime minister talk? Doesn't talk beggarly. They believe so much in the covenant that if they know we can be defeated. How much more? We that are spiritual Israelites. We talk poor all the time. We talk depressed all the time. We talk barrenness all the time. We talk unfruitfulness all the time. It's because we haven't been fully persuaded about our heritage. Hallelujah. We haven't been fully persuaded. Glory to the name of the Lord. We, 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 haven't, we haven't deepened our faith enough. Our, our substance has not really come into the truth of God's word enough. So we don't even know who we are. We feel we are disadvantaged. Some of us feel the color of our skin is a problem. Look at this. It says, For this reason it's by faith, in order that it might be according with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the Lord, but also to those who are of, of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. It's talking about us. As it is written, A father of many nations have I made you. In the presence of him whom he believed. Even God. I like the description they gave to God here. How did they describe God? Who gives life to the dead. 
and cause into being that which does not exist. We'll deal with this tomorrow. Verse 18. In hope against hope, he believed. In hope against hope, he believed. In hope against hope, he believed. Think of that. In hope against hope, he believed. That means there was nothing in the natural that would cause Abraham to believe what God promised him. Nothing. Some of you even have natural things to still hook up to. God says you will have your child and you are still 35. At least, at least, you still know that age is on your side. You are not even believing against hope. God tells a 90 plus year old man that you would have a child. Nothing was working in his life anymore. Against that hope, he still believed. God says, I'll prosper you. And in the natural, you even have a job. You're still doubting God. (laughs) So that he might become a father of many nations. According to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendant be. 19. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, or he did not consider his own body, the King James will say, now as good as dead. If the Bible says your body is as good as dead, the Bible does not lie. It's as good as dead. Look at this. Since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And, and you know why it talks about the body of Abraham being dead and that Sarah's womb was dead? Because the introduction he gave to God before this description was that it was God that gives life to the dead. If you leave this conference with a revelation that God is the one who gives life to the dead, you will never have a dead end in your life anymore. Because that place that you call a dead end, that is where God specializes in ejecting life. That's why when a martyr came and says, oh, if you are here, my brother will not have died. And he went, and and martyr said, oh, Jesus says, your brother will rise again. He says, I know, I know, on the resurrection day, those of you that have left your good life till you get to heaven, you will be disappointed. You know, some of you just feel, no more crying there, no more sorrow there. So in your whole life, you can sorrow until you get there. What use will it be if you don't sorrow there again? What use will it be? God wants your days on earth to be as the days of heaven on the earth. Don't postpone your increase to resurrection day. I know I'm poor now, but no problem. When Jesus will come, when Jesus will come, when Jesus will come, you, he, you might not see him come. You might die before he comes. Out of hunger. Don't postpone your increase. Don't be like matter. Jesus says, no, I am the resurrection and the life. That means if you have me now, whatever you can believe me for, you can receive now. Don't take God into your future. The God that's going to bless you in 10 years time can as well start now. Even if God is taking you through the wilderness, at least have some manner. At least there will be some things in your life where you say, this is angel's food. At least God gave me this. Even in your wilderness, show us some manner. Even in your wilderness, let water come out of the rock. 
even as, as you are struggling, let there be some supernatural intervention. How can you be going through life and there's no supernatural help? Everything you have, you have to buy. You know, some of you, nobody even gives you anything. If they even give you something, they now call you back and say it was a mistake. <laughs> you say, oh, sorry, it was not for you. So I say, you know, I'm going through the wilderness of my life now. One day I'll go to Canaan. And then I ask the person, did you eat manna yesterday? Say, no. Are you planning to eat manna tomorrow? Say, no. God didn't send you into that wilderness. You see, God is not a wicked God. He's a good God. He's a good Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's read on. In hope against hope he believes, so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which has been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Let's go to verse 19. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but go strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully assured, or being fully persuaded, that what God had promised, he was able to perform. See, if you get to verse 21, you are free for life. Where you are persuaded that whatever God promised you, he is able. That means he has the capacity and the ability to perform. Then your miracle is sure. But let's start from verse 16. We'll get there on Sunday. For this reason, it is by faith in order that it might be according to grace. Faith works what grace has made available. Now, I need you to understand this. This is the foundation of the message. Don't miss this. Pay attention to this. Many times, when we are in faith, or when we're trusting God for something, we almost have a mindset that what I'm believing for, God is going to create. And that's a wrong mindset. Because faith does not believe for what God is going to create. Faith believes for what grace has already made available. I'll explain. For your faith, for you to come into that place of prosperity and increase in your life, grace and faith must walk hand in hand. What that, what, what that will do for you is that it will give you the assurance that what I am believing for already exists. Hey, follow me, follow me. This is the very technical aspect of the message, so follow me. So, when God told Abraham, if you read, if we read, and he says, uh, let's read, go to verse 17. I'll show you something. As it is written, a father of many nations I have made you. Look at that. Pay, pay very close attention to that. A father of many nations I have made you. Okay, go to verse 17. Sorry, verse 18. In hope against hope, he believed so that he might be what? No, no, I didn't hear you, church. Follow me. So that he might become what? No, but I thought verse 17 says, a father of nations have I made you. When the Lord says, a father of many nations I have made you, grace 
But how will Abraham actually become the father of many nations physically? Faith. So if Abraham believes what grace has made available, he becomes what grace has made available. So you are not believing for what does not exist. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Your substance is what grace has made available. If you don't have these two things, you cannot walk in increase. Let me do, I'm not a science student, okay? I'm not even a social science student. I'm at the back. But I know it's a little bit of science. It's just a small science. What's the... What's the um, chemical component of what, what's, what's sodium chloride? Salt, right? Even if you don't know it's salt, just say salt. Everybody will think you know it. So what's sodium chloride? Salt, right? So what you will call salt, which is good for food and everything, is made up of what? Sodium, left hand, sodium, is made up of what? Sodium and what? And chlorine. Okay. So, salt is your manifestation. That's what you want to see. But salt consists of sodium and what? And chlorine. You know, I'll summarize my message and I'll go back and start teaching you. All right? So, I'll give you the summary, then I'll go back and start showing you scriptures. So, if I choose to take only sodium, what happens to me? Yeah? I can't get salt. But you know it's actually very poisonous. If I just take only sodium. Say, I don't believe in chlorine. Then if I say, okay, I don't want sodium, I just want chlorine. What will happen? I will die. It's not me that will die. Okay, but you understand that. It's harmful. Do you get that? Now, what I'm trying to say is this. If you go with your life and say, it's just by grace. It's just by grace. What God has done for me. I don't care. It will come to pass. It will not. That's only sodium. And then if you go about, faith is principle, is mechanical. I believe, I believe. And you're not in a place where you recognize what my faith is believing for, is what grace has made available. You will enter into works. You will not receive manifestation. So you can't have the extreme of grace and the extreme of faith. It will be a balance of grace and faith that will give you manifestation. Let me explain it to you. This is an example. Harry, come. This is my phone. It's an example, Harry. Go back, go and sit down first. You, you did not recognize an example. Alright, so okay, so Harry, come and get this phone. It's an example. So, hold, stay there. What did Harry hear? What did Harry hear? What did Harry hear? Harry, go back and sit. If he never stands up to come get this phone, will he ever get the phone? But if I say, Harry, come and get this phone, technically, who's got the phone? But you know that this phone I'm giving to Harry, I went, I bought it. Right? I bought it now. Did I steal it? I mean, the way you guys are looking at me. Are you not sure I bought it? And say yes now. You are just looking at me like I didn't buy it. Is your phone missing? Alright, so I bought it, right? I bought it, I worked for it, I saved for it, and I bought it. 
what it means is that I did all of those things as grace to make this phone available. So the price I paid, Harry does not have to pay. The transport I went to buy, where I went to buy the phone, even if I ordered it, Harry doesn't have to order for it. The specs, the whatever, he doesn't have to. Are you following what I'm saying? All those sacrifices I went through to buy the phone is what entails grace. See, grace did not just come cheap. Jesus died, went on the cross, was crucified to make grace available for anything you are believing for. Come on, are you following me now? So, by grace, I, Maxwell E. Ogaga, has made this phone available. Now, what now happens? I'm summarizing the message and I'll show you scriptures. What now happens is that for Harry to get this phone, I must speak a word. So, even if Harry sees this phone, he cannot just say, I like pastor's phone. You can't like it that way. Like some of you are liking the phone now. There is no word to you. That is why you now hear the scripture says, after he said to Abraham, I will make you a father of many nations. Grace is activated where words are spoken. Immediately you hear that word. Listen to me carefully. Every word that I say, if I say, Harry, come and get this phone. That is all Harry needs to know. You don't need to know the price of the phone. You don't need to know how the phone is going to come to you. I come on, are you following me, church? Hey, somebody, are you here? Then what does Harry do? Harry, come and get the phone. What does Harry do? Come, you can come now. <laughs> so he does what? He takes the steps of faith. Come this way. He takes the step of faith. Now, hold. Why is Harry taking these steps of faith? He is following this phone. Did you see that every time Harry was walking, his eyes was on the phone? <laughs> Pay attention now. I'm summarizing the message. I'll show you scriptures. His eyes were wet. Because even though I said it is that word that is keeping this promise. And Harry knows that I have the capacity to give him the phone. So he's not doubting my capacity. He is following the word. Remember, grace has made the word available. He has to now keep his eyes on the word. Now listen to this. Are you sitting close to your wife? Why, why is your wife behind you? Okay. You stand this way now. Okay. So, if Harry was sitting there with his wife, he could as well tell his wife that we are going home tonight with a phone. Even though he has not taken this phone from me. Immediately, I say, Harry, come and get this phone. He can look at his wife and say, we, have, we, have, we now have a phone. Do you understand what I'm saying? The wife can even, if the wife has a phone, the wife can even text the mother that, ah, God just performed me. She can even put it on status. Miracles loading. Faith Refreshers Conference. Phone gotten. Has she handled the phone? Has she seen the phone? But she believes that I have said, Harry, come You see, all these things you are struggling with faith. I don't know whether I've received. I don't know God answer me. If you have the answer, you will know. That is what full persuasion is. Are you following this now? So go back to your seat. He comes by the step of faith. Believing what I said. And then he obtains. Even while he is walking there, his smile will change. The way he walks will change. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even some very zealous people 
we just shake him. Congratulations. You know why? They just believe he has the phone already. If a natural man can do this for you, how much more the written word of God? How much more what God promises you in his word? Alright, so let me take you to scriptures. First of all, let's look at the subject of salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by faith, for by grace, sorry, have you been saved through faith? Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now follow this very carefully. No man can get saved without faith. As precious as salvation is, no man can get saved without faith. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says it is the desire of God that all men will be saved and that they should come to the knowledge of God's truth. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Pay very close attention here my brothers. Even though God desires all men to be saved, are all men saved? Because for you to experience salvation, you have to do what? Apply faith to that salvation. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. It doesn't matter all the good things that God desires for your life. If you don't work in faith, you won't work in them. Are you hearing this now? So, it's not God's desire that limits you. It is your faith in what God desires. So, it's not God that's keeping you poor. Now, if the scripture says the poor you would always have amongst you, that doesn't mean you have to be the one to fulfill that scripture. Someone else can. I said someone else can. It shouldn't be you. Because it's still the Lord who says it's the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and he added no sorrow. You can as well believe God for that. So you see that even though salvation is made available by the grace of God, it takes faith for us to do what? To access it. That, that is why it doesn't matter what God told Abraham. If Abraham had not taken the steps of faith to obey God, he would never have become the father of many nations. And the reason we struggle to obey God is that we're not fully persuaded. We've not come to that place of full persuasion. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Thank you Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Look at this. And God... <laughs> is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything you may have an abundance for every good deed how many of you know that this scripture is promising us that god will make grace abound to us that we would always have supplies so that means the grace for financial increase is already available What would make you lay hold on it? Faith. So God has promised you that he will make grace available. It's not saying that everybody is going to be a millionaire, but it's saying that everybody can be richly supplied. For whatever desires you have, for whatever needs you have, 
So prosperity and increase has been made available by grace. You've got to lay hold on it. Many times we feel we cannot prosper because of what we studied. Now, you are now considering the deadness of your course. Right? <laughs> Come on, did you remember that? That Abraham did not consider the deadness of his body? Because what? We'll deal with that tomorrow. Because the God we are talking about in Faith Refreshers Conference is a God who gives life to the dead. So if you study the very dead cause, God can inject life to it. And call those things that be not in that cause you studied as though they were. So God can call you a millionaire even though you studied a dead cause. God can call your womb fruitful even though the doctor says you can't have a child. God can call your ministry growing even though you started your ministry in a place that looks like your ministry cannot grow. Why? Because we're talking about the God who gives life to the dead. When God comes into a dead situation, he does not assume deadness. He gives life to it. Are you following what I'm saying? But God is able to make grace abound. That means God can make supplies abound. But no, we tell God inflation has gone up by 30%. So we consider the deadness of our nation. Some of you consider the deadness of your village. So we consider a lot of deadness. We'll talk about that. A lot of reason why people cannot receive from God is that they consider a lot of things. Consider what the doctors tell them. Consider what the economy tells them. Consider what their nation tells them. Praise the name of the Lord. Some of you even consider what your pastor tells you that is not the word of God. That somebody is pursuing you. So what the man told you that somebody is pursuing you is not stronger than what is written in the word. God says you have the heritage of, 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 of Abraham. You says no, there is a tree in your father's house. So you are considering the tree in your father's compound. So against hope you cannot believe in, in anything. We'll talk about that tomorrow. What do we consider that stops the word of God? See, saints of God, don't make it look like God is powerless when it comes to your life. You know, some of us are just putting ourselves as an example of God's powerlessness. Why don't you make up your mind and say, in the name of Jesus, whatever I see in the word of God, I'm going to walk in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't say, oh, but this person, this is what happened to them. No, we don't consider other people's experience in our faith work. We consider the word of God. Even me that I'm preaching to you, if I don't live up to the manifestation of the word, don't consider me. Go to the word. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Christ is our ultimate image. I refuse to be poor. I said, I refuse to be poor. Oh, I said, I refuse to be poor. I believe that God can make all grace abound to me that I always have all sufficiency for every good work. Listen to me. You must keep telling yourself this even when when you say it, your mind does not believe it. You have to call in your own life the things that do not exist as though they are. That's how God talks. Start talking like God talks. Glory to the name of the Lord. Don't go about saying, you know, we are managing. Things are tough. No. What about saying God is making grace abound? What about saying God is making all grace abound? What about God saying, what about saying God is bringing me to a place of sufficiency? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So God makes the grace of prosperity available. And you have to put your faith on the line. 
I'll use Harry as an example. He shared his testimony here. The first time Harry came to church, came to see me in the office, he wanted to go to Port Harcourt. I said, Harry, why do you want to go to Port Harcourt? He said he wanted to go for deliverance. Am I right? <laughs> he said he wanted to go for deliverance. They've told him that the demons are saying, you have to go to deliverance. So I told him. I, I didn't pray for you, right? I didn't pray for him. I said, can you stay in church for six months? Can you just come for six months? I didn't pray for him. I didn't deliver him. I said, just stay in church and hear the word. After six months, the set where he was supposed to be called for IT had passed, and then they called him for IT. He now said, if God can do this one, God ejected life into that situation. And he got the IT. He started believing for a job, and got a permanent job. And he's here. But if he had gone to Potakot, they would have used him as a, a, a laboratory guinea pig. <laughs> Fast for 70 days, make him roll on the floor. And if he shouts too much, they'll chain him. <laughs> and you know, there's a way they will conduct deliverance over you that you will start even suffering from psychological damage because you will not believe in yourself anymore. And they will chain you to the door and close the house and everybody will leave. And birds will fly past and call your name. Hurry, 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 hurry. And you'll say, I hear spirits calling my name. Say yes. And meanwhile, they are taking money from the family. But how many of you know that if you put a man under the word of God, the word of God will set them free? Oh, come and I said, if you put a man under the word of God, if they keep hearing the word and keep believing the word and keep acting on the word, they will walk into freedom because no child of God can be demon possessed. The Holy Spirit and demons cannot stay in the same temple. Are you hearing this now? Are you hearing this? Grace has made increase available. Don't suffer for nothing. You know, all those little things you are compromising to get, faith can get them to you. As a young girl, you don't need to sleep with anybody for phone. Start to use your faith to get phone. If you start at this stage, how far will you go? Who will you sleep with to get a house? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me, child of God. You don't need to compromise. You don't need to compromise to get a husband. Everybody coming around me and say, if they don't test me, they cannot marry me. Because nobody will buy a motor that has not tested. If you want to drive motor, you know you have to test. Pastor, what do I do? If you are asking me that question, you are not yet fully persuaded. The first thing is you will ask yourself, why is everybody around you? People who want to test. You are in the wrong space. You are in the wrong space. You get to work on yourself. And gradually you discover that you will exit that space. You will enter a space where sane people are. There is a husband for you. I said there is a husband for you. And there is a wife for you. Are you hearing this? You know my wife is a manifestation of the word of the Lord. When the Lord was asking me to, to go and serve to go to Zamfara to serve. In fact, my mother told me, if you were praying, they would not post you to that place. You know, but in the night, the Lord gave me a word. He says, you're going there as one, you will return as two. I didn't even know it was connected to marriage. I just thought it was increase. And I gave all my things away, and I knew. But when I was to return, then the Lord reminded me. 
about that word. And I returned us to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've got to have a word. Grace. And when we were progressing in our marriage plans, did we have all the money in the world? We didn't have all the money in the world. But we had faith. She prayed and God gave her a word also. God gave her Philippians. And so every time we were praying and consigning our marriage stuff, I used what God gave me. She used what God gave her. And when we were to get married, true story, we wrote that we did not want plastic gifts, right? We wrote we did not want plastic gifts. Because we were giving plastic. You know when those people come for your wedding and then they give you plastic. Like what, what, We said no, no plastic. So we wrote it down, no plastic. Then... Her, some people will reach out to us. What do you need for the wedding? And we said, we're not going to tell anybody. Am I right? We said, we're not going to tell anybody. So we didn't ask anybody for anything. Everything we needed, we wrote it down. And then we began to put our faith on the line. When we finished our wedding, we had money excess. Then we had no plastic. We had to literally go and buy plastic to use. Because now we were home, we opened all the gifts. There was no single plastic. We used our faith to chase plastic away. It's not what life offers you. It's what you want in your life. Hey Lord, I'm praying. I shall not marry a wrong man in your life. How will a wrong man get in your zone? Pursue them with your faith. There is a man for me. There is a woman for me. Are you following what I'm saying? The scripture says, you will not bring forth for trouble. Don't look at your children and say, ah, this is my child. You are a troublesome child. No, you won't bring forth for trouble. None of your children will be troublesome. Even if they have traces like that now, you have to use faith to remove it. If it's in the lineage of your generation that somebody always goes to prison, stop it in your children's generation. Take time and use faith to stop it. If not, you discover that your child is wrongly arrested. To fulfill the prophetic word that everybody from your family always goes to prison at least once. Just go at that. Ah. Oh, he says it's not you. And the man has spent six months. I'm telling you, there are certain things that when they are discussing, they say, this happens in the family. They say, no, not from this place. Don't just only say, God forbid. God forbid is not a scriptural confession. It's not in the Bible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Open your mouth and say what you want about your life. When they say, it's difficult to get a job on this island, say, no, not for people like us. Say, do you know somebody? Say, yes. Say, who? Say, don't worry. You are never disadvantaged. I said, you're never disadvantaged. Don't go through this life and accept to be bullied by either the forces of darkness or men until tomorrow because we've lived that life. It's a struggle for us to tell people what we want. Many times people ask us, oh, what do you want? Say, oh, just allow people to be led by the Spirit of God. Are you still here? Your healing has been made available by grace. Hallelujah. We can read that. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. Let's do two more scriptures and then we, we close. First Peter 2 24. Is somebody getting blessed today? We're just laying the foundation and tomorrow we're going to build on this. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. A lot of people take the righteousness that God offered on the cross, but they don't take the healing. 
Do you realize in the scripture, sometimes when Jesus wanted to heal people, he would say, your sins are forgiven. Because the same blood that makes you righteous is the same blood that brought your healing. Take both package. Don't take that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and also pet sickness. Don't claim sickness your own. Healing has been made available by grace. And even when you fall sick, what do you do? You take a hold of that healing power of God by faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We train our kids that way. You know, sometimes they come and say, I'm feeling headache. We say, speak to it. That's the first response. Before you give them paracetamol, train them that faith works. Say, speak to it. Sometimes they come and say, we know, you know what to do. Speak to it. You know, Jeremy Preston was talking about, Jeremy Preston, the grandson of Brother Copeland, was talking about, he says, when they went to school and some people were sick, they'll say, oh, you know, I was sick. You know, I couldn't come to school for two days. My mother gave me milk. My mother gave me yogurt. I just laid down and, you know, just covered. And he was like, wow. Ah, how good does it feel to be sick in these homes? You know, some of you are like that. He says, no, my house is not like that. He says, when I'm sick, then my mother takes me. And they say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. He says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Say it well. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Come on, Jeremy. Speak well, loud and clear. And he says, we will pace that floor until the healing is manifested. Your house has to be different. Come on, I said, your house has to be different. You are the household of faith. I said, you are the household of faith. When sickness gets in here, we speak the word of God. When luck gets in here, we speak the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are certain things that go through some household. They don't go through our household here. We don't get depressed here. We're full of joy. Glory to God. This is a house that has joy like a river. We have so much joy to spare. Glory to God. Don't allow some things to run in your house. Huh? Some of you are married. After a while, you just cover yourself and off the light. Say, what is wrong with you? Say, that's how they do sometimes. And just they think, they think, get up! Throw away that blanket! Hallelujah! And start saying, for the spirit of heaviness, God has given me the garment of praise. You will not feel like saying it, but keep saying it. For the spirit of heaviness, God has given me the garment of praise. I've got joy like a river. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't allow your wife act funny. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't allow your husband act funny. Don't allow your children act funny. Don't open a door for the devil to get into your life. By righteousness, you're designed to reign in this life. Somebody say amen. amen. First Peter chapter, second Peter chapter one verse three. He says, for his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. His divine power has granted to us, has given to us everything. Somebody say everything. Pertaining to life and God. Everything you can ever believe for has already been granted by grace. Has already been granted by grace. Is he healing? He's been granted by grace. Is he prosperity? He's been granted by grace. Hallelujah. Why don't we use our faith more? Why don't we believe more? Why don't we be that generation that say, you know what? Everything written in the word of God is going to manifest in my house. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. You know, sometimes myself and Mary were joking with ourselves and we were saying, yeah, I'm, looking, I'm wondering how you look when you are 80 with your white hair. That's the kind of joke to joke. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the kind of joke to joke. Don't just get up. Say, what is it? Say, I'm just having a feeling that you will die and leave me in one day. 
<laughs> you just meet your wife crying. Say, why are you crying? Say, I'm just feeling that I will be a widow. Get up. Don't say that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When the enemy puts those thoughts in your head, that's when to say, no, 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 no. With long life. He will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Glory to God. There are certain jokes that should not entertain in your house. There are certain programs that should not be on in your house. There are certain discussions that should not happen in your house. And when they want to talk, you say, no, this is a faith house. Oh, no, this is faith. We believe everything God. Oh, but the life expectancy of Nigerian is now 40 to 42. Say, Thank God for statistics. But my life expectancy is based on Psalm 91, the last verse. With long life, he will satisfy me. Glory to the name of the Lord. I have a lot to teach, but I'll close here and I'll continue from here tomorrow. You know, you know one of the reasons wicked people don't die? Do you, have you realized that wicked people don't die a lot? They stay long. Oh, should I tell you why wicked people don't die? Let me tell you. The reason wicked people don't die is because they are so wicked that they don't believe anybody can kill them. That's why wicked wicked people, that's why they don't die. They they are wicked, so wicked that they are the ones doing the killing. So they know that there is no reversal. If I don't know that if you want to kill me, I will deepen my wickedness and I will kill you. So for them, they are the killers. They are never killed. I'm telling you, that's a secret. That's why you see wicked people and good people are so afraid of death. I don't know if I help this one now. That is how they help somebody in Abakalike and the person had died. You know, are you understand? Say, if I post my picture now, they will not see me and they will kill me. If I say I'm pregnant now, they will enter my womb and change the baby to stick. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? And the wicked man is, is removing his cloth and showing you the pregnancy. And he's daring you that come and touch this child if I will not wipe your generation. He is so bold in wickedness, he does not think death. You are so righteous, you are so afraid of death. Even if we serve food in church now, you say, I will eat at home. Say, that is our one church. We did not know that they were using people's heads to grow the church. You always have wicked and i'm telling you it might look like a joke but that's the truth wicked people never think you can kill them and that's why mad people cars don't hit them the demons in them ensure their preservation oh i'm telling you have you seen a mad person some of you grew up with a mad person not that you grew up but around your neighborhood (laughs) Huh? now you are old that mad person is still alive and many people have died that mad person, he will go to the dustbin and eat. He will cross the road. He will do. His demons ensure that he is safe. You know why? Because his mind has been dealt with. That thing you think will kill you in his mind is good food. So you two secrets of why wicked people live and why mad people are not dead. The problem we good people have is our mind. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2 says, after offering your body as a living sacrifice, which a lot of church people know how to do, the next most difficult work 
is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that the will of God in scriptures, you'll be able to prove it. So God says you can prosper. You say, no, Nigeria is difficult. So your mind fights the word. God says, with long life, I will satisfy you. You say, no, you have to get up by 12 midnight because that's when witches fly. Do you understand what I'm saying? God says, if you eat any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. You have watched enough Nigerian movie. Nobody can give you food anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? God says you will entertain angels not knowing. Help strangers. You say no. If you give somebody your money, they will take your money to somewhere and they will now turn it and you'll be... So you see that your mind is fighting every instruction that God gives to you. And so you can't prove the will of God. But a new day is here. I said a new day is here. Let's lift our voice and just thank the Lord. Oh, we thank you. Can we thank the Lord for light and understanding? Oh, we thank you for light. Oh, we thank you for light. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, we thank you for light. Oh, shtekafaha. Oh, shtinemaha. Elevastus. Enkredoshke liba barana namantos. We thank you for light. Kefroshte do bonkatejgo bahateshka. We thank you for light. We thank you for insight and revelation. We thank you for revelation and insight. Our lives will never be the same again. Oh, our best days are here, Lord. Our days of prosperity and increase. Our days of supernatural supply. Our days of supernatural supply. Mambro shexto barada bahatej. Oh yeah, we will fulfill purpose. We will fulfill destiny. We will fulfill purpose. We will fulfill destiny. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Why don't you lift your voice and give the Lord praise one more time? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's just have our seats. Let's put our hands to any of the zones. Kindly know that it is our love feast this Wednesday, this last Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.